From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. G'day there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker, VK4 Double B. This is the WIA News for week commencing September 9, 2012. Coast FM in Mandurah, West Australia, recently ran a competition that saw all the schools in the area campaign for the chance to do something very special. Pinjara Primary School were the eventual winners and they then had the chance to send an object into space. The object that the Pinjara Primary School did send into space was a piece of Star Wars Lego. Yes, Friday the 31st, the Near Space Weather Balloon Expandosaurus was launched and tracked by the students and broadcast live on 97.3 Coast FM. The stats were impressive. It travelled 27,500 metres high had a top speed of 256 kilometres per hour. In fact, when you read the the text and watch the video, you almost get uh, plane sick watching it. A total flight time of over 1.5 hours. The craft was finally recovered 212 kilometres away near Narragan. Now, with a bit of digging, it would appear Ham Radio was involved in a small way helping these students. A VK6ND-11 was noticed on the video on the radiotoday.com.au website and it used APRS via VK6RMW-3. Then, on the DK0 website of old APRS data, we found that 22.47 UTC, that's 22 hours and 47 minutes UTC on the 30th, the balloon was at 5,700 foot, and it burst at a height of almost 88,500 foot, almost two hours later on the 31st. Congratulations to Coast FM 97.3 for broadcasting that on the commercial bands, and also you'll be able to watch it when you go to radiotoday.com.au. Still up in the air, Aris to contact Australian schools. The Tara Anglican School for Girls, North Parramatta in New South Wales, is due to have a telebridge contact with the International Space Station this Sunday in Europe, or Monday, that's tomorrow morning, local time. The International Space Station will be audible over Europe on 145.8 megs as it passes over the ground station ON4ISS in Belgium through the amateur radio on the International Space Station project. The contact will also be broadcast on Echolink AMSAT node 101377 and JK1ZRW node 277208 conference service, as well as on IRLP Discovery Reflector 9010. Now, all those details best read when you read the text edition on wia.org.au. Among the questions students will ask astronaut Sunita Williams, KD5PLB, are what inspired her to be a space traveller, the research projects in space, junk or meteorites that have been seen, and how the craft is powered. A leading Australian girls' school, Tara was selected by Oxford University to join the Global Jet Watch program, which links university astronomers to high schools from Chile, South Africa and India. Scam alert, phishing email yet again. Reports have been received about scam emails claiming to come from the ACMA. 
The subject heading is Broadband Account Upgrade Pending and the subheading is Urgent News, Your Broadband Account Needs to Upgrade for Security Measures or similar. This is not an ACMA email but links to a phishing webpage that seeks details about your internet accounts. It is important that you do not click on the link and do not provide any details. In the event that you have already done so, please contact your internet service provider as soon as possible. 25 kilohertz spaced UHF citizen band radio equipment in New Zealand. In a recent statement, New Zealand's RSM says that all manufacturers and importers of UHF CB radio equipment with 25 kilohertz channeling should note that in accordance with the ZL General User Radio Licence for Citizens Band Radio, equipment that does not comply with AS-NZS 4365-2011 cannot be sold in New Zealand if it is manufactured or imported into New Zealand after December 1, 2012. You have been warned. Across Australia from VK1 WIA. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Hobart, it can be heard on 146 700 at 9am Sunday mornings. I'm Jeff, VK7, HAL. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly, take a stress pill and think things over. Greetings everyone from the President and Board of the WIA. In August, I was engaged in conversation with a recently licensed and very keen foundation licensee. I quickly realised he had given long, considered and unemotional thought to the issues he was raising and the elements underlying them that he had identified. From my hurried notes made at the time and post the all-too-short casual meeting, I will share some of his thoughts with you. It is his belief that it is essential we all remember and reflect on our first introduction to the mysteries and science of amateur radio, the people and personalities who whetted our appetite for more knowledge and understanding, and those who guided us through the learning process to gain our first amateur licence. Whenever we hear a new call sign on air, especially foundation licence call signs, it is prudent we each pause and recall our own first tentative steps onto the airways before we dismiss the caller as a cornflake cowboy, not worthy of our communication. It is far better to spend a few moments with the caller to give acknowledgement, encouragement and friendship in the true spirit of amateur radio. Hard to argue against his view of this, isn't it? His next point was many Foundation licensees, such as himself, felt somewhat abandoned once they had achieved their first step into the hobby. He would like to see more commitment in time and knowledge by the person or persons who introduced a newcomer to the hobby post the Foundation licence. He believes as current mentors fade away or become silent keys, the mentoring skills will be lost unless people, such as him, are subject to skilled mentoring and can learn to carry those skills and our hobby into the future. My ready response to that was to be, well, new people can get all that within a club. But then I paused and thought about isolated amateurs or would-be amateurs whose only contact with amateur radio may be with some local radio amateur. Older people keen to enter the world of amateur radio who do not have private transport or have restricted travel options. Two words kept buzzing in my mind as he was speaking. Consideration and commitment. 
I left the conversation feeling confident that while we had young people such as him entering amateur radio, the future of our hobby looked bright. Then I fondly recalled my early days in amateur radio and the camaraderie I enjoyed then and now with the wider amateur community. This has been you on VK4ERM for the WIA board. VK1WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Alrighty, let's lap the map. We're going around VK. Amateur Radio will be conducting the next one-day foundation course at the VK2WI site, 63 Quarry Road, Dural, on the 23rd of September. Assessments will be the following Sunday. Details under training on the ARNSW website. Sunday the 30th of September is the next activity at the VK2WI Dural Site 63 Quarry Road with the morning trash and treasure, of course the exam assessments and homebrew afternoon gathering. Those attending assessments must bring a passport photo and identification. In VK3 and you want to get your amateur radio licence? The next Quality Foundation Licence Training and Assessment Weekend by Amateur Radio Victoria will be September the 22nd and 23rd. These are held at centrally located 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. To enrol, please contact Barry Robinson, VK3 Popper Victor. You can telephone him on 0428 516 001. In VK4, one week to go. Yes, the 16th of September is the test and tune-up conducted by the Brisbane VHF Group. Now, for details, you can contact Doug Friend, VK4OE, or why not uh, put out a call on the Brisbane VHF Group's Brisbane Repeater. That's on 147.000. Back to some training, back to getting more amateurs on the band in VK7. North West Tasmanian Amateur TV Group's Amateur Radio Assessments and Training. In the northwest area of VK7, and interested in training and assessments for all classes of amateur radio licence, then you're advised that that club, the Tasmanian Amateur TV Group, can provide those requirements and more. You'll be looking for Tony VK7AX. And the Northern Tasmanian Amateur Radio Group, their October meeting, I know it's a fair way off, but it should be a good one, be held on Wednesday the 12th of October, again the yearly pilgrimage to Mount Barrow. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. What use is an F-call? To be a ham means different things to different people. For some, it's an excuse to have a radio, or it's a reason to participate in competitions. For others, it's a reason to invent new contraptions in the shack. But for most, being a ham is about communication. The obvious communication is that heard on air across the amateur bands, but that is not the only communication that is occurring. Many hams are members of clubs or find like-minded individuals where they make their experience a shared one. Whatever your bent in amateur radio, you're participating in this hobby to get something from it. Of course, if everyone only ever took something without giving something back, there would not be a hobby at all. For me, giving back is in the realm of things I do, making this segment, hosting F-Troop on the local repeater, participating in my club, writing articles, sending email feedback and making myself available for others to talk to. 
It's strange to me, but I've heard many new licensees say that because they only have an F-call, or because they've only been licensed for a small time, they're not able to contribute. Worse still, even if those excuses are not used, there seems to be the idea that they have no right to speak up, or that they have not enough knowledge to contribute in any meaningful way. I have to say this makes no sense to me. I know I'm not backwards in coming forward. Some would say I've got more front than a Mack truck, but I try very hard to make my contributions in the realm that I understand, and one of those is that I'm a beginner. So I'll spend lots of time asking questions and reading articles. At some point, someone will say something that runs contrary to my understanding, and I'll ask why. Asking why is in of itself a contribution, but you can expand on it by doing something with what you learned from asking the question. You could write an article for the local newsletter, send an email to your local mailing list, or post a story on your website. You could go on air and talk about it, or sit around the barbecue and share. Contributions can be made everywhere. Having a foundation license or being new to the hobby is no excuse. What did you contribute to your hobby today? I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it is relayed on 6 metres on 53.1 MHz AM at 0900 hours Central Standard Time. I'm Ben, VK5, Bravo Bravo. Radio in your inbox. VK1 WIA, now podcasting to the world. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2 LAW. Philippine hams get new privileges. The Philippines Amateur Radio Association has announced a new foundation licence with VHF frequencies is available to those aged at least nine years. In other regulations, access is now given to the new low and medium frequency bands, increases 40 metres 7201 kilohertz to 7300 kHz, while also allowing Class B and C licence holders to operate mobile HF. Internet technology such as Echolink is now explicitly allowed, and an organising committee will oversee the examination question pool. Amateur Radio helps track Hurricane Isaac. Amateur Radio first responders along the United States Gulf shore were ready when Hurricane Isaac slammed ashore on the 28th and 29th of August. Members of the Hurricane Watch Net took to the air to track its approach, and although band conditions on 20 and 40 metres were not the greatest, the net continued and began passing storm conditions to the National Hurricane Centre in Miami. The net ceased its operation on the afternoon of Wednesday 29th of August once Hurricane Isaac was downgraded to a tropical storm. Mars Rover gets new software update. NASA's Mars Science Laboratory and JPL team has sent a software update to the Curiosity rover on Mars more than 160 million miles away. According to VentureBeat.com, the software had to be updated because Curiosity needed different directions to drive around on Mars than it did to land on the planet's surface. The computer hardware in the Curiosity rover is powered by a pair of computers built by BAE Systems. The RAD750 computers use a 10-year-old IBM PowerPC microprocessor running at a relatively slow 132 MHz. These machines also only have 120 megabytes of random access memory and are built to withstand wild temperature swings, radiation and physical shaking. APRS to assist Vulture 2 spaceplane tracking. The low-orbit helium-assisted navigator Vulture 2 spaceplane will carry an amateur radio automatic packet reporting, or ARPS, system. 
The UK newspaper The Register reports that Anthony Strick M0UPU, who was involved in the Raspberry Pi in the Sky mission, is working on the custom control board for the Vulture 2 space plane. More on this upcoming Near to Space Adventure can be read online at tinyurl.com forward slash vulture dash two. Now news from AR Newsline USA and Ham Radio Deluxe is updated. HRD Software announces an updated release of Ham Radio Deluxe version 5.24.36. This update includes fixes for cross-band contacts in Logbook and some PTT issues hams have run into with DM780. Meanwhile, the Ham Radio Deluxe development team continues to work on HRD version 6.0. The specific release date will be announced in a future press release. Prior to the official release of Ham Radio Deluxe version 6.0, access keys will be emailed to those who have prepaid subscriptions. For those who are unfamiliar with it, Ham Radio Deluxe, or HRD, is an integrated suite of software products for amateur radio. The five modules provide rig control, logging, digital communications, satellite tracking, and rotator control. More about it is online at www.hamradiodeluxe.com. Weird and wonderful. Hamfest talk shows invisible surprises. With a forgotten technology first used by Marconi, Chip Cohen, W1YW, brought Marconi's meter materials to a whole new level. He made them do a disappearing act. In Massachusetts, W1YW was given the first public demonstration of an actual invisibility cloak. Well over 150 eager hams and guests saw a live demonstration of a metal mast disappear at microwaves over a wide bandwidth by partially covering it with a Marconi-inspired invisibility cloak. W1YW's invisibility cloak is the first actual device that makes things disappear. Using fractals as resonators, it slipstreams the waves around an obstacle and in that process hides the obstacle completely. It joins these resonators' antennas with a very close but not touching spacing, an idea that came to Marconi and his collaborator Franklin in 1919. Marconi never came close to making an invisibility cloak, but everyone using meter materials, those closely spaced resonators, owes that basic idea to him. W1YW's invisibility cloak development was a slow one over a dozen years. It harks back to work he did when tinkering with antennas when the bands were dead. The first invisibility cloak demonstration finally came to fruition in 2009. While science fiction and Harry Potter have fascinated people with the notion of the invisibility cloak, W1YW's invention is the only one that works. W1YW has just received the very first and basic patent for invisibility cloaks, US patent number 8253639. W1YW also showed a very large invisibility cloak with nearly 10,000 little resonator antennas, making it the largest in-number antenna array in the world. I was delighted to show something very special in terms of the size and type of objects cloaked. The general public will be aware of this soon, but I wanted my fellow radio amateurs to have the fun of seeing it first. Added W1YW, this changes everything. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Dateline 2012. 
Worldwide Oceania DX Contest SSB October 6. Worldwide Oceania DX Contest CW October 13. VK Spring VHF UHF Field Day November 24 and 25. Special Event Stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. DXCC Desk approves 1998 XU1A Cambodian D-Expedition. After reviewing new information and documentation, the AWL DXCC Desk has concluded that the 1998 XU1A D-Expedition to Cambodia will be valid for DXCC credit. If you have had QSLs rejected for this operation, please send a request via email to bmore at awl.org to be placed on the list for update. If you remember the submission in which you included the QSL, please note this in your email as it will expedite the search for the rejected QSO. A group of operators from Switzerland known as the Radio 7 team will be active from Rodriguez Island as 3B9SP between October 16 and 23. Most operation will be on CW and SSB with some RITI and PSK 31. QSL via HB9ACA. PT0S, D-Expedition to St. Peter and St. Paul Rocks. The D-Expedition will take place in late November to mid-December. The actual dates will depend on weather conditions. There had been an official ban on amateur radio activities from PY0S. Although the ban, which was created for environmental and safety reasons, remains in place, a special permit by Brazil's SEC, IRM, the Brazilian Navy, Ministry of Environment and LABRE to conduct a two-week-long operation. Morocco, CN2YZ, three years end. His activity will be from the city of Tangier, especially on the weekends. GB80PW, practical wireless 80th year. In the UK, Ofcom issued the special call sign GB80PW to practical wireless magazine to celebrate the publication's 80th year in print. Philippine Amateur Radio League 50th anniversary special event. Look for the special event station 4G0LD to be active during 2012. Activities to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Philippine Amateur Radio League. QSL via the Bureau. Also, the PARL is sponsoring a commemorative diploma for amateur radio stations that have established two-way communications with at least 12 QSOs with PARL members. As part of the 50th anniversary of independent celebrations in Algeria, Several special stations are active until the end of 2012. Prefix hunters will have the opportunity to work 7U501, 7V501, 7W501 and 7Y501. Timutu Province H40FN between this December the 22nd and the 7th of January of 2013. QSL H40FN via HA8DD. EI25DB Dublin bus celebrates its 25th birthday. To celebrate the event, a special event station, EI25DB until the 30th of June 2013. The station is operated by current and former employees of Dublin bus led by Declan and Pete. QSLs to Declan, EI9HQ or on Logbook of the World or hamlog.eu. Awards RSGB Commonwealth Century Club Jubilee Award 2012 of course, this year is the Queen's Diamond Jubilee and mindful that the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth of Nations will remind you of this operating award. To qualify for this attractive certificate, all you need to do is work as many different countries and call areas on the Commonwealth Century Club list during 2012. Certificates will be awarded for working 60 and 100 different call areas. Use any mode or bands you like and QSL cards are not required. 
Intruder Watch Enforcement Zone. Rogue broadcaster vacates 40 metre amateur band. Radio Bangladesh has left 7105 kHz in the amateur 40 metre band. They finished the experimental transmissions but only QSY to 7250 kHz. The move is thanks to the many amateur radio users who reported the infringement on the band. Particular thanks go to the German regulator, Benedza, who made official complaints to Radio Bangladesh. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In New South Wales, it can be heard on various frequencies from 160 metres to 23 centimetres. From VK2WI, Dural, at 10am every Sunday. I'm Eric, VK2VE. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. Today we'll hear of digital, rescue radio and ATV. The South East Queensland ATV Group's digital ATV repeater is undergoing on-air testing at full output power. Martin VK4JVC has brought the VK4RMG repeater down from Ocean View and changed the analogue transmitter for a newly built dual-stream digital unit. He's built the new power amplifier for the SEQ ATV Group's digital ATV repeater and is sending out test transmissions on 446.5 MHz. The digital signal is to commercial TV standards and is truly linear with no distortion. Testing is currently using a beam pointing south from Deception Bay to the Brisbane CBD. The home-built power amplifier is currently working well above expectations, so the signal is easy to find when on air. The transmitter is now being tested, filters adjusted, etc. when Martin is home, so look out for a signal outside of business hours. Both channels are in operation. Good reports have been received ranging from Samford Valley to the Brisbane south side. During the next month, improvements will be made to the repeater input receivers ready to go back up the mountain. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Digital D-Star Repeater Update VK7RRR is now running in full duplex mode, so local QSOs are now possible. There will no doubt be some kinks to work out over the next few weeks and months, but the repeater is operating reliably. By default, VK7RRR is now connected to DCS014 Module B, the new Australian crossnet reflector located in Sydney. VK7RRR is joined on the new reflector by 10 other repeaters from around Australia and one from New Zealand, making it generally very active. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio Typhoon and Earthquake Strike A powerful storm called Typhoon Bolivan battered Korea and then a big earthquake occurred in the Philippines and responding to both disasters were radio amateurs with emergency communications. The Korean Amateur Radio League spokesman, Yong Seok Lee, HL1FB, said when the typhoon hit late last month, the messages kept flowing to the authorities via its mountain-located D90IK 2-metre repeater with 6KF BUF, the control officer. The South Korean Disaster Management Agency reported 10 deaths as the storm, the strongest to hit the country in almost a decade, left hundreds of thousands with homes without power and suffering property damage. 
Meantime, the strongest earthquake in more than two decades, measuring 7.6 on the Richter scale, hit the Philippines and members of ham emergency radio operators, or HERO, soon after were exchanging messages with the affected coastal areas. Eddie Valdez, DU1EV, the Chief Operating Officer of the Philippine Amateur Radio Association, said DU1VHY handled traffic and got reports from the affected areas. Eddie, DU1EV, said the area of DU5 was nearest the epicentre and DV5PO reported there was a power outage in Barongan Samar Island. DV5RAY reported the people were being evacuated because of the tsunami alert. The alert was lifted after only small waves were generated. Tens of thousands of people who headed out of the danger zone have now returned. The National Disaster Risk Reduction Management Council initial assessment was that there was no major structural damage in the affected areas. Most of the houses destroyed were built from light materials. Eddie, DU1EV said it was good that many hams in the affected areas showed up on 2 metres and 40 metre emergency channels and that other districts were on standby if needed. That's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting for Melbourne. Thanks, Robert. VK3DN there with Special Interest Group News. OK, as we wrap up the news for this week, Robert will actually uh, be back for the next few weeks looking after WIA National News as... Take a break here and do maybe a little bit of lawn mowing. And we'll be back pretty soon with more WIA national news. I'm Graham VK4BB. As we always say, walk softly. And next week, Robert and Brian. In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA national news service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.